Before we jump into today's episode today, I wanted to let you guys know that Exponential Alignment, my group coaching program all about stepping into your purpose and your highest alignment in life is now open for enrollment. So if you've been listening to these episodes and you're really feeling like you would love to be supported for three months to get really clear about what it is that you want for yourself to do all the work in your nervous system and have these conversations so that you can actually start to understand yourself and really create not only a life you love, but a life that you're obsessed with. Exponential Alignment is the invitation for you. It is a three-month container to be held in your highest expansion in your life, your business, or your career. And of course, if you're an entrepreneur and you're growing or scaling your business and you want extra support on that, you can add the VIP upgrade and have me on your team for three months by your side to sparkle and support in the business side of things while you build or scale your business. I am so excited to be opening this again. It is already partially way full, which is crazy to say. So if this is something that you've been wanting for yourself and you've been listening to this and feeling inspired and you really want to dive in and create your own story around this and really see what's possible for you, EA is open and I would love to meet you and support you inside of there. So you can find the link in the show notes and you can either sign up or book a call directly with me and we can chat about it. Enjoy today's episode. You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, This show is for you, and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And today I have the honor and pleasure of interviewing Caroline Aylward. She's a filmmaker, podcast producer, and storytelling coach. She's also the founder of Get a Helmet Studio, which is a full-service production company creating brand documentaries and top-rated podcasts for women in business. Woo! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you just do uh, such incredible work. I We initially connected online. I don't remember initially where, but I know that we stayed connected like through just everything that you do is beautiful because you're a storytelling coach. You make brand documentaries, podcasts, like all the things, which this is part of your work, all of the things that really bring people in and like bring connection. So we've been kind of connected in the online space for a while and I'm super pumped to dive in. Yeah, me too. I know. I love those organic connections that happen through social media. I, it really happens a lot and I'm very grateful for that. 
yeah, probably especially for you because you're doing all the right things. Um, but cool. Yeah. Before <laughs> we get started, I always love to lay it out. So I am at home. I'm at my house in LA and you're tuning in from Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville from the East coast, coast to coast. Look at us. Yeah. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I I'm from Pittsburgh, but I used to live in Vermont and just like have been feeling East coast energy so much. I actually went on a 20 minute meme binge thing on Instagram of a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania meme account. And I was like, <laughs> I, need to, I need to go back to the East coast. I really miss it there. Mm, yeah. She's a good one. Yeah. She's a good coast. <laughs> yeah. right. Cool. Well, I'm just pumped to dive in around who knows really like where this conversation is going to take us, but I would just love to hear really about your story of like getting into storytelling and like what really brought you into that and what your story was and how other people can really use these modalities, use these tools and which I really see it as being something of coming closer to yourself in the world of marketing. That's sort of like Mm. my hallucination of it. That's beautiful. I love that. It is that it really is that. And yeah, gosh, my story. And well, first of all, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And I have been telling stories since the day I came out the womb, like straight up really have, I have always had a camera in my hand. I have either been dancing or filming random things. So cut to being born, then going to college. (laughs) We'll just jump over all that. I went to SCAD and I studied film And I minored in dance, which a lot of people don't know, but I, yeah, it's a huge part of my, my story, but I have, was always drawn to the characters and stories within the visual storytelling within filmmaking and, and using my voice. And I decided to transfer schools from North Carolina state and go to SCAD. And as soon as I got there, I knew it was right. I knew that going to art school was right. And I was so intimidated by going to art school. I was, I am not, it took me forever to be like, I am an artist and not feel any kind of like imposter syndrome with that. Cause I think we're all artists. I don't think, I don't say that being like, I'm an artist. It's like, we're literally all artists, but going to SCAD and I'm like 19 years old. I was like, my handwriting is not even good. Like I can't draw, I can't paint. So Studying film was like a dream, such a dream come true. And I was so intimidated by it. And I made all these like very quirky, low budget, like portfolio films with my brother and sister that I hope no one ever sees. <laughs> and they got me into SCAD and I, yeah, loved that experience and then started working in production out of college producing commercials, editing video, directing a little bit. Um, And I eventually kind of started to climb that ladder as a producer when I really always had a desire to go deeper into the creative parts of the work. Uh, For anybody listening who's been in the advertising world or in the production world, like the word producer is kind of vague. Like it can sometimes mean just like dealing with budgets and schedules. And it could also mean like, you're really involved in the script and story and things like that. So in the corporate world, I wasn't getting that creative itch scratched as much as I had really desired. And there were, you know, a lot of men in the industry still are 
mm-hmm. who were the creative directors and the cinematographers and the editors. And like, they were all amazing, but there were just very few women there. I was going pro- to say, like, were you the only woman? Because living in LA, you know, you hear this, there's no women and production or not a lot of them. Oh, I know. Gosh, I know. And that really set me on a trajectory to start my production company and having my crew be all female identifying. And yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I feel so passionately about this. And so I had set off on this journey to do more creative stuff like in the writing or the directing and the editing. Cause I've always, always been involved in all those things on, in my own world. And so I quit my job. I had no idea what I was going to do. I figured I would freelance as a producer and have to move to LA or New York to be able to get work. I started a yoga teacher training, changed my life and then had no job lined up. I moved in with my grandpa who was like 80 something at the time. And long story long, I ended up starting to get a helmet podcast, which was just really this desire for me to have conversations like this with different artists and entrepreneurs and creators about what they do and why they do it, because I'm just fascinated by conversation and human connection. And I just remember this like little girl version of me watching these kind of quirky, weird movies when I was like 15 and 16. And I'm like, I'm seeing myself in these characters And when I could feel myself or feel seen in a story or in a character, I felt more liberated to be who I was. Mm. And so there was, there's always been this, this deep, deep purpose and passion for me to help other people tell their story, to tell mine even more because of that exact reason. When, when we tell our stories, I believe with all of the cells in my body that we create space for other people to be more of who they are. And so, yeah, I eventually kind of freelanced as a producer at this small production company, started this podcast, which at the time in 2016, I had no idea what a podcast even was. And the podcast just continued to grow and it took on different shapes and forms and changed the cover art. And I discovered my business through launching my podcast. And a lot of people that I work with now are already entrepreneurs and coaches and are like, okay, want to get in on the podcasting industry. Great funneled to my business, like amazing to grow my brand. I didn't even have a business. I had no idea in my mind to even be an entrepreneur. I was just kind of like, I'm feeling really called to do this. And I was writing for a digital magazine in New York and my assignment was to interview different artists about what they do and why they do it. And so I would take the train from Boston to New York and I was so excited and so lit up, which PS, that's how you know that you're doing the right thing. So I was just like so jazzed to be doing this and then would show up to these interviews and to stay really present in the conversation rather than just like writing things down the whole time, I started recording them. And I remember my sister actually saying to me on the train being like, you should just start one of those podcasts. And I'm like, what the heck is a podcast? Like an audio book? Like what the heck is that? I'm like, how do you do that? She's like, I don't know. And then that was it. I just like started and I just taught myself everything that there was to know. I had my first podcast record with a photographer I was working with and we used his microphone for the interview. The sound quality is shit and it's still an awesome conversation. And I leave it up as the first episode of the Get a Helmet podcast on purpose so that all of my podcast clients and students inside Spoken can see like just start just start, just trust the desire. Like 
So yeah, I mean, ultimately moving through corporate jobs, starting to freelance, then all of a sudden this business starts to kind of take shape. And then many iterations of what do I offer? Like with the Get a Helmet podcast, I was teaching and coaching women through anxiety and body image and feeling really empowered, doing a lot of somatic work and nervous system regulation. And then, which I love, and it trickles into all of my storytelling work, which is, you know, how things unfold. And yeah, I just have always been really adamant about following what feels good. And Mm -hmm. I am continuing to do that and trust that as much as I possibly can. And, um, when I was freelancing in Boston, I had this complete and full download and vision, like seeing this in my dreams to make this short film about women's bodies. And it was like keeping me up at night, like creative energy, like does that sometimes. And I was like, I need to tell this story. And it was right on the coattails of the Me Too movement. And so I was like really, really activated. And I was like, I need to tell this story. I want to interview women about their relationship with their body, all different types of women in ages and sizes and shapes. And and so I did. And I started interviewing them and then used the dialogue from the interviews to cut together a short, very short, like four minute long kind of film that plays out a little bit like a music video called in this body. And we had an entire crew of all female identifying humans, which was such an emotional day because I've been on so many sets and it's usually dudes rigging lights and like climbing ladders and carrying heavy shit. And there were women operating movies and steady cams and hanging all the things. And we made it a ceremony, you know, like bringing ceremony and spirituality and presence to a f- storytelling environment, to a film set. And so in this body has gone on to be in multiple film festivals. And it really was the template for my brand documentaries. Like we're going to have an interview that's really, really intimate and sacred. And from that organic kind of channeling of your story, I will pull out these pieces and chop it up into a two to three minute story. And then we just shoot like epic footage and um, that's your brand documentary. And they've evolved beyond that. We've done so many other things, but yeah, it's just, it's still happening, right? Like the whole journey for me is 100% still unfolding. And now I'm helping people with their podcast and on their podcast journey as well. So I'm kind of get a helmet studio. I'm just like, I don't even know what she's up to. I'm just like following along for the ride. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. I love, oh my gosh. I love hearing your story and like you painting it out. And I, for people who listen to this podcast, like I say it every, it's like every time I always frame this piece of like, if it's exciting, you're like, I'm always just a fan of, if it feels good, I'm going to do it. And I'm so aligned with that. And I can hear your energy when you talk about it. And I share this all the time and practice it in my own life of if there's energy behind it and you're just excited about it, it will work because you'll always have the energy to keep being creative and curious and excited. And I absolutely love that you had no plan of being an entrepreneur. And I think I so agree. Like that's, that's really how, you know, in the beginning and, and not to put any shame on someone who wants to start a business and make money, but that yeah. spark of like, I really urge people, I guess, like for anybody listening to this, 
to, if you are starting a business, a soul based business, I guess there's many businesses you could do, but if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably a business that is an extension of your heart to really go for the thing that you'll Mm -hmm. show up for no matter what, like no matter what happens every day, the kind of thing that you can talk about and time just passes and you come back to it no matter what, rather than recreating something else or shifting into something else, just like do do that thing and get a little bit of support, figure a little bit of stuff out and you'll probably be pretty fucking good and successful. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I was just reading some of Rick Rubin's book, the creative act, which I've been talking about a lot on my podcast and reading. I'm just so deeply obsessed with this book and with his work and the way he approaches creativity. And something that I opened today was, it was just like, you know, there's the logic behind an idea to create something. And then there's just pure interest. And he was like permission to follow the interest and the one that might not make as much quote unquote sense, but to follow that. And that's what I've really done. I mean, like I'm 34. And so when I started the get a helmet podcast, this whole like world of online business, I didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know what the hell. And my dad and my mom. I was both, the same way. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. I, yeah. I had, even though I'm like, my business is relatively new. Like it's only like a hand, like four years old. And yeah. When I started or wanted to start a coaching business, I, I have this memory of driving down 89 in Vermont, driving to my house and thinking like I was, I was visioning, I was thinking of my future. And I was like, maybe I will make one day in my life. Like maybe I'll make 60 grand. And my plan was to see people out of this back room in my house. And I was so psyched on that. Like that, that was it. Like that was all I wanted to do. I'm like, I'll see people out of my house. Maybe I'll make enough money to like buy a house one day. And that, that was all I knew. It was, yeah. I didn't come. And I mean, if you find out about the online business first, like there's nothing wrong with that, but totally really grateful that I didn't. I'm really grateful. I didn't know about it in the beginning. I think it would have freaked me out. I honestly, I feel the exact same way I do. And honestly, it still freaks me out. I'm a little, I'm not going to lie, (laughs) but I'm in it enough that I'm not turning around, but I totally, I really do think if I had found out about I didn't even have, if you look at my early Instagram post before my business, I had Instagram, but it was like, I was taking a picture of like a crystal in the sun. And I was like, yeah, good vibes like that. Like I didn't have, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, it yes. wasn't my thing. And I'm the exact same. If you look back at the first, I don't even, I have so many posts. I feel like if you go back, like I was posting inspirational quotes about like empowering people, you know, like that's, that's why I wanted to start the get a helmet podcast for people to feel empowered. And they did, you know, and they did. And yeah, if you go all the way back, I'm like social media strategy contents, like what? And now I feel I have a full blown master's degree in running an online business at this point. And like, now I can help guide other women on that journey. And but I do, I feel like I have a full, like it was a new education, you know, and both my parents growing up were entrepreneurs, but this online space wasn't as massive. Like there wasn't even Instagram when I was in college, you know? So you go to college and you get a job. And I felt like I had hit the jackpot because I actually studied something I really cared about in college. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, perfect. Well, I'll just go get a job in film and production. 
which kind of then becomes advertising. Cause that's like where the quote unquote jobs are. And then it's like, this ain't it. You know, I remember looking in my, I loved my coworkers. I'm so grateful for my jobs. So grateful, but I would look into the producer's room from my little receptionist desk. When I was got my first job, I'm like, I don't know if that's what I, I don't want to work till 9 PM. I don't want to stress out about some food product that's bad for you and making a commercial that's trying to sell it to people. That doesn't feel real. That feels super inauthentic. Let's tell a story that changes people's lives. Like let's actually share truth. And so I was like, oh shit, there's more, there's more to discover. And there's still more, there's still more to figure out and fine tune with the way that I kind of show up and express in my business. Uh, What a like beautiful permission and like thing that you did that you, I feel like we all kind of have this moment and feel like this isn't it. I don't like the way this is happening, but I'm not just going to throw it all out and just do something completely different. Like you weren't like, I'm just going to throw production out the window because it's all men and it's just all for a bad reason. You were like, I'm going to take it and do something amazing with it. So I'm so, I have like a hundred million questions, but I'm curious, what did you do when you knew you were like, this is not the thing. Like, where did you go from there? Well, I was, I remember in the last corporate job that I had, which my boss was female, which was awesome. She really expanded me in that way. She was the executive producer and I was a producer. And I just remember, you know, working that job and being like, I'm not even really like doing anything. Like I really didn't even feel like I was, I could have straight up been building my business while holding that job. Like just to be honest. And I don't know. I just remember being like, I need to study yoga. I want to go to do this yoga teacher training. And it was a month long and I could take two weeks of the vacation, but I couldn't take the full month. And so I went in to talk to my boss about it. And, you know, we were so close and she was just like, love you so much. Cannot give you a month off. And I'm like, I get it. But I knew at that moment I was like, okay, bye. I'm out of here. And so then the next step is like, all right, well, I'll do the yoga teacher training and I'll fulfill this like spiritual itch and then I'll freelance. And even, even in that moment, I'm like, I'd actually had the idea prior to that sitting in a cubicle at a previous job when I was having experiencing horrifying anxiety, like panic attack every single day, which is a huge part of my story huge part. That's basically what I talked about on the get a helmet podcast a lot. And I had this Google doc opened on my computer at that job. And I would just write everything in that Google doc that I felt passionate about. I was like going deep into this, like wellness and spirituality kind of hole to heal the anxiety and to love my body So I had all kinds of shit in there, like gut health and Ayurveda and yoga and this and that. And and then all of a sudden, I just, I remember I wrote down in that Google doc, like get a helmet, like currently illuminating the fullness of the human expression. I'm like, the hell does that mean? You know, I like wrote it down. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And get a helmet came from growing up. My dad would be like, life's tough, get a helmet. If I like did something and I was like, this sucks. He'd be like, life's tough, get a helmet. And it like evolved into just get a helmet, get a helmet. And there was this kind of like reclamation in my mind of saying like, get a helmet being like, what's your helmet? What are the things that ground you down and empower you when you really need them? Because Lord knows I needed some helmets with this anxiety that I was moving through. 
And so that started it. And I just remember writing it down. I said it to a coworker on a walk one day. And I'm just like, that was well before I started the podcast, you know, and just keeping that Google doc open and just like working my job, but like, oh, I had all these ideas and these, this passion coming through and I didn't know what it was going to be. And it's been many iterations, but that was like the true beginning was a Google doc. <laughs> wow. I love that. And that's so beautiful. What get a helmet stands for. And I, I just love so many things that I want to like very quickly frame of number one, you decided that you wanted to do the yoga training, wasn't going to work with your job. So you did it anyway and quit the job. And I love to frame these moments because these decisions that don't maybe aren't logical, maybe don't make sense are probably not the smartest thing to do always, right? Like in the, in the way that we view the world, but making a decision and taking a chance on yourself like can lead to so much incredible stuff. And I just, so many people could easily be in that position and go, all right, well, I guess I'll do the training next year. Or maybe maybe I just won't do the training because like, you can't really do a training and hold a normal job. So like, I guess I just won't like, maybe I should have done that before I got the job and being able to honor those moments and actually act on them is so important. Like, no, that's so true. It's so important. They're like these tiny little moments and yeah, I mean, it really, it can really shift. And, and I I love that the book you're reading, it's like, go over like what feels good over logic because we have no freaking idea I really, we have no idea. We have no idea about tomorrow. We have no idea what things are going to look like, but we do know what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. If, if we choose to trust ourselves enough and yeah. And, and in the job that I was holding as a producer, I, one of my first business coaches shared this with me years ago, like there will be hardship in your life, but you get to choose your hard. I could have chosen the heart of staying in that job that would then have felt like my soul was dying and being sucked out of my body, or I could choose the heart of this crazy ass entrepreneurial journey that Mm -hmm. is uncertain and up and down and up and down and up and down and here and there. And you get to choose. Right. And like you said, like, we don't know. And I feel, I feel deeply grateful because I've been maybe a little bit nuts enough my entire life to never let the logical thing, quote unquote, take precedent over what feels intuitively correct in my body. And I know that that's not the case for everyone. And I feel so lucky that it's easy for me. Like it is like, I'm not like, oh no, I have to quit the job. And what am I going to do? I'm kind of like, this is a no, (laughs) like, Staying in this job and not going to this yoga teacher training is not an option for me because that feels bad. That feels really bad. Who would have known if I had, maybe I would have stayed in the job a couple more years and then taken a break in between jobs and then done training. It could have worked out the exact same way. Who knows? But I, it's just, it's an invitation to trust your intuition, what your body is telling you and your creativity. Trust it. It's got a lot of information for you. Yeah. 
So good. And I'm sure so many people listening can relate to that of like being in the the soul sucking thing and going, do I leave or do I stay? And I I so relate with you on that. And I I heard you say your parents are entrepreneurs and I'm kind of the same way. I grew up with that. I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, that's really easy for me to do dumb stuff, (laughs) like walk away from safe things. Totally. Me too. Like, but, and for anyone listening too, like, I just love to reiterate this is the, the hard no, or the hard yes in your body, like might not be quitting your job and like dropping yes. everything. Like for someone, it might've looked like negotiating for the month off or whatever that is, but it really comes down to, I think the question of when you look at your life and you naturally start to look at other people who have created what they want and you look at where you are and will you create what you want? It's are you willing to answer the call and to listen to yourself and to trust yourself when you in fact absolutely know that what you're doing is not serving on really any of the levels? Yeah, no, I'm so glad that you said that because I was thinking the same thing. It's it's a slippery slope because having these conversations almost glorifies entrepreneurship, which is something that I really want to take off the table because totally. especially in this climate of just the obsession with like million dollar years and months and days and fucking 24 hours or whatever. Entrepreneurship could also suck the soul out of you. So, you know, it's like, it, like you said, it's like, it could look any way. My particular story, at least for this moment is that it was to choose to create this business. But, um, I have no idea what it will look like in a few years or a few months. I mean, I don't. And so yeah, it's just really important to, because when I first got started and was like, oh my gosh, coaching and blah, I was lit, you know, like I was like, holy shit. And now I've been in it for a little while and I'm like still lit. And also let's check ourselves on the just like dopamine hits of content and viral trends and money and, you know, all of these things that we want to stay in our integrity. And so, yeah, just want to take the glorification of entrepreneurship off the table for anyone listening who they're like, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Like, okay, great. There's your information. You know, I totally, totally agree. And it's actually interesting. And I haven't thought about this before, but, you know, I, I share this in my work of black and white thinking as a trauma response, basically from being a human, like we think in polarity, it's black and white. And it's almost like being an entrepreneur or not. Like I'm either going to work for a company and a job I hate, or I'm going to be an entrepreneur or like these two opposites. And it's like, what about crafting the job you like in your current role? What about, you know, I worked with a client one time and she just shifted to a company that had more aligned standards. It's like, you don't have to throw away your life and go on some crazy journey because these two people like us on the podcast are entrepreneurs and grew up. Like I was an entrepreneur before I had a window washing company, a house flipping company. Like I didn't know any other way that that was like, I was destined to this, like regardless of whatever was going to happen to me. I know Um, that's a really good point too. Like the, the kind of black and white thinking being this trauma response, like need to compartmentalize and yeah, like it's never one or the other. It doesn't need, there's no need to pick either one. Um, it can really get us into trouble. And, you know, it's always a balance. And I talk about balance a lot because I'm a Libra and I'm just like, I can't extremes to me do not land. So it's like, 
yes, let's not glorify entrepreneurship. And there is an insane amount of opportunity for you to create the life of your dreams through your online business. And that's also awesome. You know, so it's just like the, it's like this little, like little scale. And it's just, I'm constantly doing that within my own kind of energy because the extremes do not land. And so can we find the balance of showing up authentically, showing up in integrity to who we are and what we actually are here to do on this planet? And does it have to look like anything else anybody's ever done? Yeah. No. Seriously. <laughs> like being an entrepreneur, it's probably not going to solve all your problems, even though for me, no. I love it. It's great, but it's so good. It'll actually bring them to the surface, to be honest. Like oh, yeah. entrepreneurship <laughs> has been like the deepest shadow work of my life and such a spiritual, one of the deepest spiritual experiences I've ever had mm-hmm. is trusting myself in my business. And during a launch, are you kidding me? That's like spiritual workout. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like going back to what we were saying before, there's like a 99.9% chance if I had known what was coming oh. for me. Yeah. Hell no. I would have scaled my window washing company in Tahoe and like just done this for fun. I'm so glad I wouldn't have it any other way, but honestly, like if I, yeah. <laughs> no, if I, if someone was like, Hey, this is the pathway that you're about to go on. This is what it's going to do. Like, how do you feel? I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I totally agree. And not to scare anybody that's listening, but I could not stress more in getting support early for that exact reason. Get okay. support with your nervous system, get support with your business get support and feeling like you are as powerful as you are and trust like who feels right to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that is huge. That's a game changer. Yeah. And one more note on this, then I want to talk about your work, but I I just want to say too, because we're like, it's scary. It's this big thing. (laughs) It's really, it brings you at least in my experience. And I think this is what a lot of people experience is that it brings you closer to who you are. It brings you into yeah. this place where you're like, it, it, it does. It brings you closer to who you are. It brings you to this happier place where you trust yourself and you're, all of these things come. So even though it's not the easiest process, it's leading to something that is so incredible, which again, yes. you can find outside of entrepreneurship. It's just, that's also for sure going to be a part of the entrepreneurial path. Oh my God. Yeah. It's totally like unmatched to, you know, feel somebody say like your podcast changed my life or thank you so much for that workshop or coaching with you or launching my pod, whatever it is, your, the brand documentary process. Oh my God. Watching people go through that process. I'm just like, I am, I'm good. This is, I'm good. Like, this is like, it's the most beautiful thing to watch these women who are ready to share their work and their voice and just turn it on and to be able to capture that and play any part in them really embodying that and showing the world that is, I have chills talking about it. It's like very clearly what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about like, we can sort of, I don't know which way it feels good to talk about it because you do, you make brand like beautiful brand documentaries. Your information will be in the show notes. We'll share about it. You guys should definitely check it out. You make beautiful brand documentaries. You have the podcast and what I sort of want to ask you, I don't know like how to really form this in a question because I sort of have two and I'm just going to throw them Mm -hmm. out there and like, see where it goes 
is the first question that came to my mind is like, we know, or you know, that storytelling is like the most cathartic healing, connecting thing in the world. Why do so many people not do it? Like, why are so many people afraid of it? And at least, you know, in my experience, the people I work with, with my own journey, it's almost like our first thing that we go to is not to really tell our own story, but to go like, how can we, how can we do anything really, but besides tell our own story. So I feel like there's, people are kind of afraid of it in the beginning. And then when you do the most incredible sort of stuff starts to open up. So I I just love Mm -hmm. to ask you, like, what do you see go on when somebody goes from like point A, which is they haven't told their story, they start to tell it. And then they're doing all this incredible stuff. Like, what is that like? Can you share with us what that process is like so that people really listening and start to like understand like what, what kind of doors could that open up to really tell your own story in a big way? Yeah, absolutely. I think that some people fear the value of their story and who they are and their experiences and kind of deem it as almost silly or something to, to share it. And, and then you look at marketing and you look at branding and the history of advertising and storytelling is at the core of every single brand, every single brand. And I think that there's so much information and magic within your own story that will then be received by the soulmate level clients, community members of yours, that they'll feel parts of themselves within and they'll be activated and inspired into action based on you sharing who you are. Because I think, especially as entrepreneurs in this online business space, we're usually creating offers based on our life experience. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching a podcast course because I launched a podcast and taught myself how to do it. And I have a love affair with filmmaking. It's a big part of my own story. I didn't just pick it and I've never done it in my life or I'd, I'd never felt anything about it in my life. And you, I'm sure, which I'll talk to you soon on my own podcast, have a story that you walked through in your own life, the experience that you now help other people go through and transform through. And so this is what I do in my course sessions. You know, we go into your story and your life experiences because they're the experiences of your dream clients. Whether your offers and your services and your products are, you know, directly related like to your life story or not, or not. And there's a very specific way to engage an audience, like just pure storytelling 101 of getting right in to the story that's unfolding and then walking them through the feeling of this experience that you had, whether that's on video, that's with your podcast, that's in a caption, it's in an email, walking them through the experience, but then making sure that you tell them, the reader, the listener, the watcher about the transformation and what that transformation was and how it's possible for them. And how you're going to help them walk through that exact transformation. So 
it's at the core of every business and every brand. And what I see when somebody opts into a brand documentary with me or launching their podcast is that they turn the volume up on their power. The volume is dialed up on their self-trust, on their power, on their authenticity, on their self-honoring of their gifts. Just like this is, I'm here and this is what I do. And really feeling that, that kind of leadership and confidence and conviction in your work, which is the most magnetic thing. And so it really helps to be uplifted in your own story, to be guided, to tell it. And I'm sure there's so many stories we all have. Me too. I need, I need a core session myself, like to so many moments of our lives and pieces of who we are and interests that like we can share to amplify the mission of our businesses and they're hiding within us. And it's just about opening that up with some nervous system regulation and energy work and some somatic work that I do at the beginning and then having a conversation and really you channeling who you are and what you're here to do, putting all the judgment to the side, putting all of the expectation and pressure to the side and just permission for you to take up space with your voice and your story. And that's why I think video is an incredible platform for doing that. It is like the number one communicator that leads to action. And then podcasting is a very close second. I mean, you can hear someone else's voice. You can hear feel their energy and everyone's voice has a specific frequency and intonation and being able to feel into that social media aside, like we can kind of like leave that over here and like stay in this lane. So there are two beautiful ways to express that. And then of course, showing up online, whether it's your website or your content or whatever, sprinkling your story into all of that, you know, and getting, and it, it helps you get more creative. It really opens up your creativity as well. Yeah. So beautiful. And I love how you mentioned a couple pieces about like, we're so powerful, like everyone, like think of the least powerful person on the planet and they're incredible. You know what I mean? It's like every single human. That was like a weird thing, but it's like, think of like everyone is so powerful. Like, yeah, everyone you too, whoever's like, like, if you're listening to this, like you are powerful. And I love how you hold in your core sessions, hold the space for these parts of people to come out mm. because it is there. Like these yes. parts of us are there. Our stories are there and having a, a space to open up and just kind of like pour out because, you know, as I'm talking about this and hearing this, it's like, I think everybody listening to, you're like, I'm the best when I'm just talking to my best friend, I say the funniest stuff or like so powerful or uh, that's why I started my podcast. I'm sure everyone else too. We're like, we're just so great when we just talk and the no judgment piece that you shared, even though it doesn't seem like that huge like oh no judgment space it's so huge to just let these parts come out like what a gift because like your system can feel safe to actually express in the way that it desires to and I remember being on sets like film sets and 
I'm, you know, we're filming brand videos for all different kinds of businesses. And it's like, you know, we got the schedule, we got, you know, we got lunch scheduled, we're ready to go. We got the cameras, we got all this stuff. What's the story? Like, I would just have so many moments of being like, this person is going to stand in front of this camera with these lights shining on them. And they're going to share their story, why they did this and what's possible and whatever the heck we're selling. Mm-hmm. Are they connected to that right now? Or are they completely out of their body? Because sharing your story is intimidating. It's vulnerable. It's activating. And I've just, I remember seeing that over and over again, CEOs getting in front of a camera and just locking up and everybody just being like, all right, let's do another one, another take, another take. And I, and I just would kind of just say, can you, can I, can you give me five minutes with them? And I would walk up and I would just say, can someone turn on some music? And will you just like, let's take some breaths can we just take the pressure off and like literally like wipe it off of our bodies? And then that got me into the interviewing and into the directing seat a little bit more because that to me is an integral piece of like any storytelling. And I say it for all my podcasting clients too. I'm like actually about to post a reel about this, like the practices that I do before I record to ground, to treat this as the sacred exchange that it is, right? Like call in those people who, will listen to your show and benefit so much from what it is that you have to say and who are calling it in right now. And same with, you know, going live on Instagram or any, in any way, but really treating it as the sacred exchange because it is. Yeah, you're so powerful when you talk about this. I love it. I've had <laughs> like when you're talking. And, you know, I think when I asked the, the question in the beginning of like, you know, if we knew that storytelling was basically the best thing that we can do, right? Whether it's just from a humanity standpoint of relating and healing and sharing or from a a marketing standpoint. And if you can just sort of see the marketing as the humanity one, like congratulations, you've won the game. But if we know that storytelling basically is the thing to do, no matter what, why don't people do it? And I think you hit it right on of it's the most vulnerable thing in the world. One of them. Totally. And like, I think a lot of people have some sort of something that happened in the past of a time when you might've shared your story, you might've opened up and maybe that didn't end up working so well. So I I just think it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. that you bring in the nervous system piece and like bring Mm -hmm. that in and you know, something that I talk about and share in my work a lot is the thing that really heals us is having a positive experience with something or having a not positive, yeah. but a, a new experience, a disconfirming experience of your past. And I just see what the work that you do in these brand mm-hmm. documentaries of really affirming mm-hmm. it's safe to share. It's healing to share. It's actually going to expand you and your business in this like beautiful way that's also gonna expand you so it's just so beautiful what you do it's really healing at its core Mm, thank you so much yeah it's just one other piece on that of like why don't people do it more you know as you're reflecting back to me I think yes it's vulnerable and people kind of think it's silly like just get to the point and sell you know it's like storytelling Mm -hmm. is sales but like Also, I mean, we've been just fed all of these kind of patriarchal capitalistic programming and and ideals that really enforces pain point marketing 
and mm-hmm. niching down and bro marketing, like speak to their pain, speak to their pain and like tell them that they're shitty if they don't buy this right now. And like, thank goddess, we have moved beyond that. But this is the return to story. And I'm, I'm seeing it a lot on Instagram right now, which I'm so excited about, but I think we've all got a little burnt out on this. Like I'm going to be a multimillionaire in my business in six weeks or whatever these narratives. And then there's this return to storytelling. Cause people are kind of like, wait a second, what? I don't know. Good for you, but that didn't happen to me. So, <laughs> you know, there's this, I'm seeing it in all of these different kind of spaces online that there's a return to storytelling and I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And I feel when you just even said like pain point marketing or, or whatever you just said, I felt my body close up and I feel yeah. like just <laughs> in the world right now with social media, the internet, like whatever we we're just constantly being marketed to. 100%. And I think that we see something like that. We see, you know, a call to action or just like a thing and it's immediate almost like distrust. It's immediate shutdown. It's immediate unless you've cultivated some type of, I mean, there, you know, there's so much gray area in what I'm saying now, but I think generally we, it just doesn't feel good if we don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's kind of funny to me too, like with, with reels and all this different pieces of video content, which is amazing, but I see so many conversations going on around, like, you know, you've got under three seconds to get somebody's attention and you're real and you better tell them right away what, how you're going to change their life. It's like, what if rather than buying into the urgency and the, this, this whole thing that people's attention spans are that of a freaking mosquito. What if we actively tried to rewire that by having brand documentaries (laughs) that are a little longer than like three seconds, you know? Mm. And what if we actually encourage slowing down and deeper connection and presence versus, okay, so this is what's converting. All right. So then I'm going to put this on my video and I'm going to do this and put this music on it. It's like, do you you even want to, then you forget why you're here in the first place. So I think that we're in this really, really, fertile time, honestly, to rather than buy into that, lean into the truth. And, you know, and also like, again, with the Libra thing, I am here to grow my community. You know, I want more people to see my stuff and I want to help other people do that too with their story. And so there are ways to take a nice, healthy balance of these things that work for your content to convert and to be authentic. There's a way to do both. And I'm constantly on the, in the exploration of doing that. Yeah. So freaking good. And I so agree. And this has crossed my mind before you put it into words so beautifully, you know, when people do those, like no judgment to anyone doing this, but like, you know, like they do like the up close, like the real, it's like they're close and then they're back and then they're close. Like the Mm -hmm. video kind of jumps. I think it's like an attention thing. I think it's like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But I, it's like, we do these like weird jumps or like flashing words or like get it out in three seconds. And 
I've seen in my own life. Like, I feel like the more I'm on Instagram, the worse my patience is. I've seen it across, Mm. right? You look at children, you look at the world and I absolutely refuse to be a part of shortening the attention spans and patience of people on the planet. And I've probably done it before. I've probably posted a reel like that, but I just absolutely refuse. I just like, I don't want that for myself. And I love that you're creating this beautiful way to lean into that and go, you know what? Not only am I not going to do that because I don't want to. And like, I asked this question a lot of like, if nobody came before you and you had no idea, like what to do, what would you do? And I don't think I that. any of us would do like, here's the five ways to change your life in five minutes, like on in- Instagram reels, like it's so freaking weird. So I love, and again, no judgment to anyone doing that. That's where we are. And that is what's converting. And I get yeah, it. Totally. But um. I just love that you're like, we're leaning into something different. We're leaning into something spiritual. We're leaning into something healing and we're going to grow and expand you and your business. I'm obsessed. It's so amazing. The work that yeah. you're doing. Thank you. It's so fun to like have it reflected back. Cause that's why conversation is so powerful because you're like, okay, yeah, totally, totally. And like, you, you know, it's, it's just so there's nothing more powerful than having that reflected back. And I think it's really an interesting time, you know, and I, I, again, and I know this is such a big part of your work too. bring it back to your body. Like I shared about this experience that I was posting this real last time I was launching my podcast course and um, it's perfectly fine. It's a perfectly fine piece of content. It's like me on a microphone and it's like three tips to podcast or whatever. I was in tears posting this and I'm like, something ain't right, you know? And so it's like a blessing and a curse to have like this kind of really intense relationship with like this somatic communication with my intuition. It's like kind of overwhelming sometimes, but I'm like going to post this real. I'm like, this is just a real, it's one real, like it doesn't matter. Let's just see if it works, you know? And I'm crying. I'm in literal tears. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to communicate with my people this way. I want to write a story about how podcasting changed the world, how this conversation opened my eyes to something new, you know, and yes, there's all the strategy behind it. And yes, there's all of it. And I'm obsessed and I love it and I know it well, but I really, you know, I have to be, I have to check myself on this a lot, like lead with you're doing this so that people can share their voice lead with, this is about you expressing your authenticity and telling your story. And then bonus we know all the strategy and the production yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I just like love the work that you're doing and the intention behind it. And I would love, I'm sure like, thank you guys so much too, for listening to this podcast. I've like had so much fun and I'd love for you. I would love for you to tell people where they can find you, connect with you, hear more about your story, like whatever's going on in your world. Let us know. Yeah. Well, I definitely would point you to the creative visionary podcast. That's where I've been showing up a lot. And it's my second podcast. My first one was to get a helmet podcast, but now I am speaking to creatives, entrepreneurs, artists, coaches, healers about what they do and why they do it and teaching specifically on using video and podcasting and storytelling within your 
business. So there's a lot of juicy stuff there. And then on Instagram, I'm at, I am Caroline Ilward. And I have a lot of, I do a lot of Instagram lives because that just feels like organic to me and lots and lots of content and information to go check out there. And please reach out if something is resonating to with you, with any of my work, just send me a message and we can chat about it. I have lots of different ways to plug in with video, repurposing content you already have, shooting new stuff. Um, DIYing your podcast or having a team produce it for you. So we can, you can kind of plug in wherever you're ready. Yeah. So beautiful. Cool. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, definitely connect over there. I'll drop the the podcast and all of that in the show notes so that everybody has it. And yeah, you share some good stuff. I know when I was starting my podcast, I was like definitely keeping an eye on even just the stuff that you were posting on your Instagram was, it's just good. You've got a lot of good stuff going on Thank over you. there. I remember you sharing that. And I, I say, I talk about it a lot. Like, I remember that message you sent, you were like, this is, this is so helpful. And it's been like the free training that I did. And I was just like, yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so yeah. glad. So good. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, I really hope anybody listening definitely let us know if there's any parts of this that you loved or like any moments you want to frame the easiest way always is to just share this episode right on your stories and tag both of us. Um, so we can both see it. We would love Mm -hmm. to hear from you and yeah, thank you so much. This was such a fun show. Yeah. Thanks Jaden. Thanks for your beautiful podcast and your work. And I'm so honored. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys in the next episode. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.